On today's Spotlight on KRWC, we're going to talk with Sally Stevens with the Rye County Historical Society. It's been a while since we've chatted. Uh, we're going to catch up on things and see how things will be a little different here through the holiday season. Sally, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing okay. Yourself? Good. Everybody at your household all right? We are. Good. And same? Yeah. Yeah, doing good. Good. So uh, we're... Plodding ahead here, everything's a little bit different, uh, but we're going to try to to get through the holiday season with some different offerings. It's been a while since we talked, so um, you've had kind of a, uh, you've been kind of closed most of the summer, is that right, into this fall? Well, we've, the Historical Society is, is open. We're actually open and working. The building itself is closed. So, okay. so we are the staff, um, this is history in the making, and we're... We're all working full time, collecting all of the all of the information that's happened. And the, what's what's been a real challenge for us is um, is being able to do a lot of the outreach that we love to do so much, and having people come in. So we've had to, like everyone else, readjust how we're going to go forward. You know, offering these things to people, and at the same time keeping everyone safe. Yeah. So we've. It's, so, like I say, we are here, and our work on research has really amped up because people are finding themselves having to spend more time at home. So they're working on their online research, their, um, you know, just their family heritage and their genealogy. So those parts of our daily jobs have really gotten busy. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's uh, it, it gives you, as you say, the opportunity to maybe uh, kind of focus in on a few things that uh, otherwise, with you know, regular walk-in traffic and whatnot, might might be a little subdued. So, it, yeah, absolutely. So our our doors our doors are closed to the public, but you can call us mm-hmm. at seven six three six eight two seven three two three if you have questions, and or if you need us to take a look up. For something, we still have our online research requests available on our website. But for now, we are taking a lot of email requests, a lot of phone requests. We're trying to help people as best we can. It, it just so happens that the, the exact things that keep us safe as people like um, from the virus, like hand sanitizer and disinfectant wipes and cleansing, cleansers, are the exact opposite thing that, as professionals, we need to have anywhere near the collections and archives. Mm-hmm. So ink that is on paper, um, it will fade away just yeah, even after a very, very short time near you know, the off-gas of a hand sanitizer, for example. Um, if you touch something that's two, 300 years old and you have hand sanitizer on your hands, you can degrade that item um, you know, exponentially quicker than if just if you just would have touched it, which you shouldn't anyway, but just the oils on your hands. So in order to protect everyone's history, we are close to people coming in. So one of the things that we've done, um, knowing that people are spending more time on Zoom, talking to one another, they're um, through, you know, either video or audio, and, and they have more time at home, is that we've started a project called What's Your Story? And it's a way, it's a 52-week project, and it's on our website at writehistory.org and on our Facebook page. And every week for the next 52 weeks, we will be asking four questions and then give you a project to do. 
so this we're only into week two, Tim. So it's not too late. And it the for this week, um, you know, it starts off by saying, "What's your what's your full name? What's your birthday? Um, are there any stories around your birth, the time you were, you know, when you were born?" Some some people have spectacular stories about. Well, when my mom had me, you know, there was a big storm and we couldn't get out, and the, so those stories are fun to write down and remember. And we're trying to create both a um, a memory, right, getting those memories out, and some of those stories that we forget to to share with one another before maybe it's too late. And also, it's a way of you telling and creating a storybook for anyone you want to share with. So. One of the one of the components of this is um, every week we post up a worksheet that can be downloaded from our website and printed off, and you can fill that in, and you could um, you know three hole punch it, put it into a binder, and at the end of 52 weeks you're going to have 52 pages and a story, just be able to share. Yeah. It's totally free of charge. Um, you don't have to use our format at all. It can just be a springboard for you to. You know, ask questions when we're spending so much time not doing things outside of our home. <laughs> you know, exactly. what, what it's it, it, so instead of looking forward to, oh, I'm going to, I'll meet you at the, you know, at the store, let's go out for lunch. You're talk, we're talking to people over the phone. Sometimes we need a little help. Like, what are we going to talk about next? And, and this is, this is exactly what this is going to, to help with. Well, you have mentioned before, uh, over the years that, uh, you know, some of the family stories, um, and I don't know if it's because, you know, people are so absorbed in their, you know, mobile devices or electronic stuff. Sometimes it seems like uh, family stories just, uh, they're probably getting past, but they're getting forgotten just as fast as they're getting past. And uh, so it's kind of nice to get it down at least one time and, and uh, have it to rely on. Absolutely. That's exactly right. And and I don't think there's any one of us that hasn't ever had the experience where we, you know, for me, it would be like a recipe. I, this recipe was so important to my husband, and his, his grandfather made a certain kind of bread from Denmark, and no one wrote down the recipe because Grandpa was always there to make it. And when he passed, they didn't have the recipe or the story of where the bread came from. Those are, those are the things that you know, breathe the life into history that are so important to all of us. So really, people who work in history, we don't just collect the facts. We all have different jobs, and some of us are storytellers. And it's a lot more interesting to learn about history when it's got, it has some of those really fun things, too, that we can, we can, um, that we can inject into our own personal histories. So people can catch up on what's your story. It comes right up when you uh, go to the, your uh, website. That's the very top thing. And it is week two, but they can kind of catch up as they go here. Sure. If you just click on, as soon as you come up on our homepage, if you click on the What's the Story uh, image there, it'll take you to our What's Your Story page and our genealogy research section of our website. And it'll give more information about it. And it also has the downloads right there for the What's Your Story worksheets. So you can click on those, print it out for yourself, and all 52 downloads will be posted there. Each week we'll add one more, and then they'll stay up for a long time. Great. It's so kind of it's fun. all kind of formatted out for everybody, and they can uh, just kind of take it from there. 
For sure. Absolutely. And, you know, like I say, you don't have to. Somebody had mentioned that maybe that this was a kind of an unsafe thing to do because you shouldn't give out your personal information. Uh, you're not giving it to us. <laughs> you're going to be keeping it for yourself and your family. Mm-hmm. We, we might ask a question about a fun story on our website that you might want to share just the story, but we're not looking for you to submit this to us as a personal, you know, I don't ask for social security numbers or anything. So. <laughs> well, that's good. But, yeah, it's just a, it's basically just a format for people so that they can kind of, you know, follow along and, and make sure that they get the important stuff in. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Good. So that, and with the holidays coming up, one of, our, one of our sad stories at the Historical Society is no festival of trees. We are, we are so super sad about that because it, has become such a huge component of our community and um, just something that people have done and made part of their holiday tradition every year. And we are not able to do that this year for obvious reasons. So we have decided that we aren't going to stop doing the Festival of Trees, but we're going to give it a twist. So this year, instead of Festival of Trees at the Historical Society. We're calling it the Festival of Trees Roadshow Edition. So what typically happens, Tim, is that people come and decorate a tree here so the public can come in and see it. What we're saying is this year, we are asking you to bring the public to your home through a picture. So if you would like to, when you decorate your tree... If you'd send a picture to us of your tree, we will create a carousel slideshow on our website. We're going to assign every tree a number. There will be a business section, a nonprofit section, and a a family section. We'll also have them on our website, or excuse me, our Facebook page. And we're going to let people vote on their favorite trees. So the, and we just simply, the voting is simply by the like button. And the per- people who have done a tree, um, and they can tell us anything they want about their tree. They're, it, I've got a friend who is going to, because she's home this year, she's going to put up her entire Department 56 village, and she wants to do a small video. And I said, okay, well, videos need to be restricted to you know, under 20 seconds for a video. So there'll be a video section, too. So, again, we're not stopping the Festival of Trees. We're just taking it on the road for this year uh, while we have to, you know, distance and um, keep everyone safe. Sounds like fun and, and, and a twist that, uh, you know, maybe could be carried on in, in future years a little bit different uh, in addition to the regular festival. Sure. And, you know, I think a lot of us have, have realized that, you know, dealing with COVID, it's a real challenge, but it also has offered us an opportunity to try something different that we wouldn't have thought of otherwise. And you're right. I think that people who have beautiful trees at home would love to share those trees, but they don't feel comfortable bringing those ornaments that are important to their family into the Heritage Center, setting up a tree, 3,000 people seeing it, and they wouldn't be able to have that in there you know, for their own tradition. Mm-hmm. So this offers that. Sure. I think that it, you're right, I think there are people who really would love to participate, and this gives them a chance to do that. So there's, we will be starting that festival 
of trees on the traditional last, um, the last day or the day that we're going to we're going to open, which would have been December the first. So the festival will go on until the first week of September, and you can send your tree images to us at Right History um, at excuse me info at righthistory.org. That's info at righthistory.org, and or send it to us through Messenger on Facebook. And that all those trees, as they come in, will be added. So just to make everybody aware, if you submit your tree image and it comes on December the 1st or November the 24th and it's all ready to go, or, and somebody else submits their tree image on December the 14th, the chances of the tree on December 1st having more likes is significantly higher than the tree coming on the 14th. There's not a lot we can do about that mm-hmm. because we want to continue to include everybody who wants to. And, you know, I don't put my tree up typically until the third week of December. So um, actually last year I didn't put one up at all because I put up 60-some trees here. But um, this year I'm going all out. So I'll probably have a chance to do that a little sooner. So just so you're aware of that, it's, it's, not, it's not equal, but it's fair to all. <laughs> Does that make sense? Sure. So it starts, uh, you'll start accepting when? Right away or December? Right now. If okay. I've seen a lot of pictures with people who have trees up right now. And if you want to send us your tree image, that will, that'd be great. And it will get queued up and ready to go. And on December the 1st, we will be putting all those trees out in our, um, on our website at righthistory.org. And they will, there'll be a, a, um, an album on our Facebook page at well, our Wright County Historical Society Facebook page where you can vote for your, those trees. Okay, and they'll be up through January something or other. They'll be up through January, how slowly can I talk so I can tell you, the 8th. <laughs> January 8th, okay. January 8th. And yep. then at 4.30 on Jan- Friday, January the 8th, it will be done. And the, the trees with the most hits, the most likes, um, will will win one of our fabulous, stupendous medals, and their name will go up on our perpetual um, Christmas tree trophies. A lot of fun. Festival of Trees, the Roadshow Edition this year. Well, we're right. making yep. uh, lemonade out of lemons here. So. Yep, we have to, and <laughs> yeah. I think it'll be, it's, yeah, I think more people will be able to participate, and then you can just, you know, send your tree to all your family and friends and through Facebook, and then they can they can share, so... It, it'll be, and they can vote for you, so it should be pretty fun. Tell us about your online auction. Oh, right. This, so this year, obviously, every nonprofit's had difficulty fundraising. It's, it's one of our, you know, it's really going to be a challenge for us. Um, but this year, we also are going to continue our online auction. So, you know, again, this is one of those situations where we're already set up for something that who knew it was going to be so, so good for us through COVID. So our online auction 2020 will begin on December the 1st. And we are going to be closing that, so Thursday or Tuesday, December the 1st. And it will go through Thursday, December the 10th. I'm going to start putting up images pretty soon as a kind of a teaser for everybody so they can get to, you know, get to... um, see what there is to bid on, because we've had a lot of donations this year. 
And you can see all of those donations from last year. Those are up right now. And they are at writehistory.org. Just take a peek in our programs and events, and um, our online auction 2020 is there. And we've got some great stuff this year. I mean, it's the best we've ever had, and we haven't even um, started it yet. So, um, But people can, they can email us for a bidder number. It's totally free to bid as much as you want. Um, it doesn't. It doesn't cost you anything to get a bidder number. If you are the highest bidder by the time we shut the auction down on Thursday, December um, the 8th at... Wait, I just said the wrong date, didn't I? I'm looking at the wrong thing. Thursday, December the 10th at 4.30, then we will contact you. All bids are anonymous. And, um, yeah, the highest bidder at, like I say, 429.59 will take the, take the item. It's always a lot of fun and a wide variety of different things to bid on, too. All kinds of things all over the board. Oh, my gosh. And this year is our most interesting and eclectic year. We have, we have items right now um, from, a, from some antique patterns that were donated for the auction. Uh, you know, the, I didn't know this, Tim, but there are people out there who actually collect patterns like sewing patterns. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. And uh, our curator has the coolest set. She's got some um, essentially girl power uh, um, comic comic books. Okay. And it's really neat. We've got a donated set of high-end, um, uh, uh, yeah, donated set of high-end face, face products. Okay. And, oh, just, I... Some beautiful woodwork that's been donated. I love the baskets. There's lots of food things. Lots of great new books for kids um, from Usborne. So we have been taking things in almost every day. And it's going to be wonderful. So you can see all of those things. They will be on our website as well, our website and our Facebook page again and our Instagram. And that, again, starts on December the 1st, the same day we kick off the Festival of Trees on Roadshow Edition. All right, so 10 days of bidding, and then uh, the end on Thursday, December the 10th. You got it. Okay. And then the last thing I wanted to share with you is that we are creating a really pretty outdoors here at the Historical Society. If your family, um, you know, your immediate family wants to come and take pictures, Please come to the Historical Society. We have decorated the outdoor cabin already. It's gorgeous. We've actually even put lights on it this year. It's been used many years in the past for family photos. And again, if you there's you know there's very few things that we're going to be able to do, especially over the next month. Um, but those outdoor things are are still available to us. So again, we're creating a a, a pretty place to come and take some pictures, some memories, and we invite everyone to come and enjoy the space outside here. And it's uh, another way of, uh, even though we can't have close contact inside, at least uh, people know that, uh, you know, as soon as this is over, we're going to get back to normal here. And in the meantime, we uh, kind of spread the holiday cheer that way. Absolutely. And remember, this is just a short-term situation that we're getting through. And, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And it, it, uh, we have, feel very confident that next year at this time we will be in, opening up the doors and inviting everybody in for 
what will be um, our 14th annual Festival of Trees. But our 13th annual is going to be out. It'll be, you know, everyone's going to pitch in like we've all been doing these past eight months. And we're going to make it, make, we're going to change it so that we can still enjoy it. Well, they say history is always writing itself, and but who knew that uh, we'd be, every aspect of everything would be affected by this one. Absolutely, and that is very true. And once again, that's a great example of why we are working, you know, extra hard right now to collect this history and what's happening in our community for future generations, because they will want to know what it was like. All right. Sally Stevens with the Wright County Historical Society, our guest on today's Spotlight on KRWC. And check the website, writehistory.org, for information on What's Your Story. And then uh, you'll have uh, very, very soon the uh, Roadshow edition of the Festival of Trees coming up online. That's right. Okay. Uh, we'll try to make a chance here to uh, talk before the end of the online auction, um, either on Spotlight or maybe just... Uh, uh, some news stories or features on it, and remind people of that, too. Sounds great. Thanks, Tim. Okay. Have a great Thanksgiving. You, too. All right. Bye. Sally Stevens with the Wright County Historical Society, today's guest on Spotlight on KRWC.